Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Yirmiyahu 8a, that's the Prophet Jeremiah, the beginning of chapter 8. And as I explained in the last podcast, I'm actually going to be starting from verse 32 in chapter 7. So the last three verses in chapter 7 are really the beginning of chapter 8. So we'll start with 7.32. We just read of the harsh rebuke of Yirmiyahu, of the Prophet and God. Uh, speaking the words of God to the people, telling them that the 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 building, the bricks and mortar, so to speak, of the temple and the worship and the sacrifices going on in there is not going to save them if they don't become better people. They have to end their oppression, they have to end the injustice, they have to end the corruption. Then and only then will they be saved. But if they continue to persist in their corrupt ways and pretend to think that by uh, worshiping in the temple and bringing sacrifices, they're going to be saved, that it's not going to work. Um, when people have that kind of philosophy, that it's, that it's sacrifice and, um, and uh, ritual, which uh, somehow gets God's favor and helps them be saved from disaster, it's not a, a far jump from them to go from worshiping God to worshiping an idol because that's what an idol worship is. It's, it's a life that requires no morality in order to get God's favor. In other words, in, in, in monotheism, in order for us to, be, to, to have a good relationship with God and to live well, we need to be good as opposed to when one worships an idol, it's the whatever, whatever the service for that idol is, whatever sacrifices it is that you bring to that idol and so on, that gains favor. So it's a quick jump. If you think of the temple in that way, then that's why in the end of what we just studied in chapter 7, Yermio jumped from criticizing the people for using the temple as if, God forbid, as if it was an idol, and then they would also go to the valley of Ben-Hinnom and actually bring sacrifices to idols. And that's what the valley of Tophet was. Uh, the, was, uh, was, the, was the name of the um, idol they would worship and bring sacrifices to. And on the worst, worst, worst level, and the most horrific thing to imagine, was they also practiced human sacrifice. And that was as that that's as bad as it can possibly get, as one can imagine. And we just finished saying the words. God said, "This is something that I could never even possibly have imagined, so to speak, as if God had an imagination." God is saying, "This is so awful, so horrible, and so terrible." So we begin today with verse thirty-two, where because of this horror, uh, uh, God says as follows: "Lochain, therefore, hine yamim bohim. There will be days coming. No amadonai says God." No longer will people say, uh, oh, there's this valley of Ben-Hinnom, this valley that's uh, just beneath uh, Jerusalem, and or this valley of Tophet, which was the idol that they were worshipping. Rather, they were gonna, they're going to change its name, they're going to call it the valley of murder. Now, this is a reference here to the murder that's going to take place during the destruction of Jerusalem. The murder that takes place on the hands of the invaders, and and the uh, the people, the dead of the invasion, the victims of the invasion, will be so many that there won't be place to bury them in that valley. There won't be enough place. And verse thirty-three, and the carcasses 
of the people will be as as food for the birds of the MSRs and the animals, the scavengers, the vultures, the hyenas, uh, all they're all gonna come and, and eat the bodies of the dead, and there won't be any people around to chase them away, because uh, um, the people will be destroyed. Vihishbati and I will destroy this is verse thirty four, me Are Yehuda from the cities of Judah, Mechusos Yushalayim, and from the Streets of Jerusalem, I will destroy all of the sounds of rejoicing and happiness, the sounds of brides and grooms, um, all of that will be gone. It will be just, it will just be destroyed and it will just be ruined. Now, chapter 8, verse 1, and this time, this is what God says, the enemies will will in order to to uh, try to in order to just the viciousness with which they're going to attack they're they're going to destroy the um the people themselves but they're even going to going to desecrate the graves as atmot machayuda the bones of the kings of judah so that they'll invade the tombs and take out the the bodies or the bones of the kings we atmot sarav and the bones of all of the high-ranking officers that have fancy tombs, and the bones of the priests, and even the bones of the prophets, presumably this is referring to the false prophets that led the people astray, and they'll even uproot just the graves of the common people of Jerusalem from their graves. This is how how much uh, anger and vengeance will the, the enemy will 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 place upon the people when they attack and they will lay them out before the sun and the moon and before the stars why because <clears throat> these are the, the sun and the moon and the stars that the people worshipped as idols those, those heavenly bodies that the people loved them and they worshipped them and they followed in their path and they, they searched out the paths of the stars in the sky to make decisions about their lives rather than look to God alone. And they bowed to them. The bones will be laid out and they will, no one will be around to gather them. No one will be around to rebury them in, in, in a respectful way. They will be like, like garbage strewn across the, the face of the earth. And the, the destruction will be so awful. Verse 3, V'nivchar mavis mechayim. People would rather be dead than alive. V'chol For all those remainders. And this is a slight bit of consolation here. There will be survivors. And there will be left. There will not be complete destruction, which we've had numerous times so far in Jeremiah. Min azos from this evil family. This evil family could be referring to all the people of Israel. It could also be referring specifically to the family of the kings. Um, the kings that had unfortunately not lived up to their um, their mission, which was to lead the people in the right direction. Uh, Whoever is left of them uh, would rather be dead than alive. Uh, the, in all of those places where these remnants, uh, the people that survive, are now being exiled to and banished to and sent to, uh, they're going to be suffering so much from the enslavement and the uh, suffering uh, that they would rather choose death. So says God, the Lord of hosts. Verse 4. Uh, and here 
it again emphasizes in this next few verses we're going to discuss the issue of of people not being willing to change their ways in other words it's not the fact that they made the mistake that's the biggest problem it's the fact that they made the mistake and they were taught the right way they were even punished for the mistake but they still didn't learn their lesson they continued to persist they refused to say apologize refused to say they're sorry refused to say they made a mistake Refuse to say that there was something wrong. And that's what these next few verses are saying. Verse 4 of Yomar Ta'alem, and you will say to them, this is still God speaking to the prophet, saying you should say to the people, Ko Amar Adonai, so says God, Hayiplu v'lo yakumu, im yashuv v'lo yashuv. When, when men fall, don't they get up? You fell on the ground, you hurt yourself, so then you get up, im yashuv. If they um, turn the wrong direction, and get on the wrong road, then they turn around and go back on the right road. Isn't that what people do? So then verse 5, Why is this people, this nation, so rebellious? It is a complete rebellion, meaning a rebellion that, that's constant. They don't turn around. They don't recognize their mistake. It's almost like, uh, um, you know, there was a communist revolution and communism failed. At, at least the people realized after a while that it failed and they changed. It took a while, it took many years, generations. But at some point, the people said, you know, this isn't working. So that they turned around. But these people went on a bad path and no matter how much it failed, they still don't, they don't turn around, they don't change their, their ways. Hechaziku they, bitarmit. They cling to their, their, um, their false ways they cling to it they don't they don't change they and they refuse to change um the word uh, tarmit is like uh is, is is falsehood or deceit they just stick to it they refuse to return they refuse to change they refuse to change i have listened and i have heard in other words i went the the prophet is saying you know, the prophet has been tasked by God several times, you know, go listen, go see, go talk to the people, see what you find. So he's saying, well, I did, I did, they don't speak honestly, they don't speak honestly to each other, it's all a lie. So there isn't a single person who regrets the evil that he did. Think about, you know, people who nowadays there's, it's, it's almost a, 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 it's almost considered a virtue to, Never apologize. Um, to double down. This is what the entire society was. And unfortunately we see this today. It's just when somebody does something wrong, instead of re recognizing the mistake, taking responsibility and fixing it, they double down on the evil. No one is regretting the bad that he did to say, well, what have I done? But rather, rather, kulo shav bimrutsasam. They are all. They persist in their. They're running. They're rushing forward. I remember sometimes you see when you're going down a steep hill on a on a highway, they have a runaway truck ramp that goes steep upward on the side of the road for a truck that's going down the hill so fast that it can't stop. The brakes just can't stop the truck. It's too heavy. Too much power. In those days, they used the. Uh, that would be an image we think this day. They're just running in the direction so fast that they can't stop. Kisus shotef ba like a horse that is rushing, charging into war. The horse can't just stop; it just charges and keeps going. 
Gam chasido vashamayim. Even the chasida uh, is a type of bird usually translated as a stork in the heavens. She knows her seasons. She knows when to go north. She knows when to go south. She knows when to lay eggs. She knows when to mate. She knows when to eat. She knows when to hunt. The birds understand nature. Vitar, Vesis, Viagur, these are other types of um, birds. Uh, tar is usually translated as a turtle dove, a sis, and an agur, a little bit less clear, but uh, I see them translated as a swift and a crane. They shamru at eight bo'ana, they know the times to come. These are migratory birds, they know when they come, when they go here, when they go there. However, my nation does not know the judgment of God. Now this is important because what this is really saying is the idea that keeping the laws and rules of God is really law and rule of nature. The fact that a corrupt and unjust and oppressive society will not last and will eventually um, uh, collapse in destruction and be destroyed by enemies is a fact of nature. It's, it's, it's something that, that exists because it's just true, it's the way the world works. Just like the seasons and the migration patterns of birds are a fact of nature. The fact that the bird needs to be here in the winter and there in the summer is what the bird needs to survive, the society of those birds. It's the same thing by human beings. A society that doesn't keep basic morality is not a society that can last. Therefore, how could it be, and this is verse 8, that you can say, that you people can say, we are smart, we're educated, we have the Torah of God, because why are they saying that? Because we're worshipping in the temple, we're bringing sacrifices, we're doing all the rituals, we're doing all the mitzvot the way it says, we're shaking, a, uh, uh, we're waving the four species on Sukkot, we're putting, uh, we're praying three times a day, but rather, Achain, in truth, what you're doing is all false. Eight sheker sofrim, the 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 pen of your the writers is is a pen of falsehood. You know the the writing articles telling you about the, how to do this this uh, this um, commandment properly. What are the laws for this commandment? How do you do in the temple? These are lies because these are not what God wants. Hovishu chachamim. Those wise people that speak this way are going to be embarrassed and ashamed. They will be uh, frightened or they will be um, dismayed.